welcome to the post discussion of the Batman 2022. This movie, again, three hour movie is so big. We could yep. not just put it on one whole podcast. Are you crazy? Nope. So I have with me Randy and Chandler who were gushing about this movie just moments ago. And yep. we're here to talk a little bit more about it. Such a good movie. Such a good movie. Chandler, you said that on the podcast earlier, there is so much more you want to say about yeah. this movie. Here's your what? time. Oh well, no! Generally- before you before you go before you go because I'm gonna have to dip out here in just a second. But uh, let me give you some fuel because I want to talk to you a little bit about this. I, whenever we were going through the scores, the storyline I only gave it an eight because there were two points that like took it like yeah two points in the story that knocked me down. Uh, and I I gave you a little a little shout out to what that was. But the first one is um, Catwoman has has a moment whenever she's captured one of uh, Carmine Falcone's thugs uh-huh. who's actually a crooked cop, and um, he fuss or she fusses about these rich white bleep holes like yeah she yeah. Called, like yeah which i've noticed a trend i've noticed and i'm not gonna say i'm not gonna say that she was wrong in what she said um or that it's not an, a reality but i have noticed a trend that uh, a, a lot of writers put into movie scripts or or dialogues or tv shows something like that but what they'll do is they will throw in a little line that's just kind of virtual virtue signaling for certain groups to show it has absolutely nothing to do with the story it doesn't really have anything to do with the plot or it doesn't really advance the plot or the characters really at all um but they'll throw that in there just to give a little a little virtue a little thing to whoever may be watching it so the people from all kinds of different walks can be like oh cool they said this thing that i like and so i automatically am going to like this relatable exactly exactly which again there's nothing wrong with trying to make a movie relatable but i feel like if you have such a good story if you have a really good story for really good acting you have everything put together you don't really need to throw in a cultural commentary that's just throwaway that doesn't really do anything anything to the plot and a lot of times whenever i'm watching a movie or a tv show and it does that it kind of turns me off to the rest of the development of the story. Now, this happens towards the end, so, I mean, I was already hooked, and it also, it was a Batman movie, but uh, there's one that I remember. I was watching Riverdale with one of my one of my in-laws, and uh, there's a line in there where one of the actors wa- actresses walks in, and uh, she breaks up a fight and says, I can't deal with all the toxic masculinity in this room. And I'm like, you know, you could you can say that. You can break up a fight without actually saying something. And going back to this, going back to this scene of the Batman, uh, I feel like the, the circumstances that Catwoman finds herself in, she can she can have a an issue and decry the the state of Gotham without actually trying to use pre-scripted words that are actually just virtue signaling for mm. random points of the, of the audience. The second thing, this is what I really want to talk about Chandler. The second thing was there was there is there is a teeny tiny little plot hole in this movie. I want to see if you caught it, right? So all throughout the movie, the Riddler is going after the big wigs of Gotham. He's going after the corrupt people. He's going after the billionaires. He's going after Thomas Wayne or the memory of Thomas Wayne, aka Bruce Wayne. He's going after the DA. He's going after the chief of police or the or the commissioner. But uh, he go he's going after uh, Carmine Falcone because they're all kind of intertangled in this web of corruption, right? But they're the one percent of Gotham. Why did he have to flood Gotham? Why did he have to blow up the reservoir? I asked the same question like, at first. I felt that like that kind of was at a level, but yeah. I think what the movie was trying to do was trying to say that like he's insane. I think like, so too. Like, like that's like, the only redeemable like, part. I think of that's that the. I think hole. they just want. They wanted. They needed a climax. They yeah. Didn't think that it was enough to have him just killing the rich elite. In fact, actually, now I think about it, this is very similar to the first Joker story because uh-huh. in the first Joker story, he killed five people of the elite. One of them was actually supposed to be Bruce Wayne and. 
he failed. Yeah. But at the end of it, he decides to poison the Gotham Reservoir, but then Batman stops him. Maybe that was inspired by that, and they right. wanted it to kind of really show that the Riddler, like, he has a sense of justice, but yeah. it's very broken. It's very opposite what Batman wants. I can see that. He, he mostly, he, he's trying to get justice for people like him, and that's like the very downtrodden. That's the orphans in the orphanage. That's the people who feel beaten up all the time, and that's the people who agree with him. People who don't yeah. agree with him, he doesn't care about. Right. Could it be that he thinks Gotham almost like Selena is just irredeemable? So he's just he's like it doesn't I, matter an, what it doesn't matter what hope that this mayor says she's going to bring. It's, right. it's pointless. That, well, that's the point I think because yeah. he kind of says that that like the whole city is like it it needs to be cleansed, like cleansed. Yeah. I can see that. Like that he that. wants to destroy it all. And I think that's like why he says Batman missed it. Like that's why he's like, you're not as smart as I really thought you were because he's like the whole time I was saying, like I wasn't just killing corrupt people. It's like, I was going to destroy this whole place. You missed you the big picture. Yeah, the yeah. big picture. This is just that I'm insane. <laughs> yeah. And okay. So that make that makes sense. I, I don't really feel comfortable calling it a plot hole anymore too. Um, also too, like just as you were talking, it, it makes, I feel like it makes the, like the character of the Riddler irredeemable as well. Now this is kind of a crazy, like reach so grant me this but um i think there was a there was a, there was a actual serial killer case uh i think they called him the gainesville ripper um and uh i think that was the that was the inspiration for the scream movies um and after the scream movies came out uh west craven west craven, yep. craven? yeah west craven. um there were like so many copycats, like so many copycats of ghostface and so i can see the directors being like you know we can't make this guy out to be any any type of hero going after the one percent um he also has to have this element of, of insanity so it's not just i'm using the corrupt to kill the corrupt as actually no i'm insane i'm killing everybody well we had you had the copy not the copycat but well kind of the the killer in the theaters yeah i think uh, Aurora yeah. theaters right from the joker movie yeah. exactly or not the joker from batman the, the dark knight which yeah. had the joker right i think i mean they definitely wanted him to be more of a villain they didn't want him because they already had catwoman as kind of this anti-hero they already had yeah. batman they wanted him to be a contrast the Batman's type of justicism and a lot of Batman villains are kind of already a contrast yeah but the mm -hmm. Riddler's never really been kind of one I guess he's he's always a, he's always he's kind of a representation of Batman's intellect yeah he's always been yeah. the one who's trying to outsmart like he doesn't care about defeating he, Batman he cares about outsmarting he wants him. exactly to be, I mean, that's the difference because a lot of people point out that in the comics, Riddler, he's an egomaniac. He wants everyone to see him as this brilliant man that he's smarter than Batman. He's smarter right. than everyone, but he isn't. But he's not. But in this one, it's kind of, they they took that, but instead of making him egomaniac, they made him kind of this, like, he wants to prove to everyone that he's right about Gotham. Yeah. That it should be destroyed. Everyone should die. And he wanted to make Batman proud because he believed that's what Batman wanted. This Riddler is smarter than this Batman because he is the one who tricks him. He's the one who, he doesn't figure out his plans until it's too late so arguably he does outsmart the batman but his plan ultimately fails because his plan wasn't to outsmart the batman it was right. to try and uh, destroy, the, get city. the, destroy yeah. the city but honestly get the batman like i think he wanted to get batman on his side Arg to see it things i would way. argue yeah. that like even if his plan fulfilled like gotham wouldn't have been destroyed because a rescue mission would have happened anyways and i kind of argued right. that his plan was flawed from the start because like he can't just destroy this city and act like that it's uh, that he's won because we're going but we're going back to that because to that rock yeah. yeah even like even with his intellect he's insane he's criminal insane yeah, yeah. Um, and i think also too that does a really good job of of prepping batman because we're talking about this being a fledgling batman like he's really just discovering who he is as a crime fighter he's he's having his purpose redefined towards the mm -hmm. end and uh, also like he, he doesn't really have any clue who he is as his secondary personality of bruce wayne 
Um, but if you if we think about if we think about some some of the unspoken context of the movie, this is the first super villain in quote air quotations mm-hmm. that this Batman has ever faced. Mm-hmm. Um, most of the time, he's just been hiding in the shadows, creating a name for himself amongst low lying criminals, murderers, thugs, rapists, so on and so forth. So, so are we assuming that the Joker that we see in this movie is just criminally insane and Batman didn't really deal with him? I think so because we know I, we see in the beginning that he keeps journals. So uh-huh. like he's he's really just disc- and just from those journals, he's really discovering like who he is and he's talking about like his his effect that he's having versus the ones that he's not yeah. having. And also too, like we don't know the true origins of joker mm-hmm. um and each each joker as they go along um it it changes a little yeah, bit it does i would say that that could be a possibility but there is a deleted scene that has him go to the joker and he wants him to oh yeah apparently this implies that he was the one who brought joker and maybe joker was killing people or something and uh-huh. he assumes that joker is just like the riddler a serial killer yeah. and he I wants him to that. tell him yeah. he wants him to look at the evidence and say like he for some reason he wants him to cooperate and like during the scene he gets like irritated with him because he really won't but it's like and i think joker in the scene implies that like you kind of misunderstand me yeah like i'm not just i'm not just another sick freak who gets kicks from killing people or something but i mean like i i would assume that would say that he has he was probably at least the one who brought joker to arkham in the Mm -hmm. first place Mm -hmm. i want to say this too because you mentioned it on the podcast but um, you, you talked about how you loved the, the beginnings and, uh, and the score throughout and how there's a, there's a common thread of uh, Ave Maria going through the whole movie. Yeah. And that's kind of like the Riddler's, the Riddler's music. And we find out why that is. It's because uh, at the, uh, when he goes to the old, was it, was it the, the, Wayne, the old Wayne mansion? The old Wayne mansion yeah. man man that, man 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 that was turned yeah. into the orphanage. Yeah, so you see, you see a video of young Edward Nash slash Nigma, the future Riddler, singing Ave Maria at the creation of the trust fund mm-hmm. or the or yeah the the fund the billion dollar fund that Thomas Wayne sets up to better the fit better the city. That that also brings up something else about the Riddlers that like he he kind of just blames everyone because he like does. he yeah. blames Thomas Wayne even though like he, he really was like it. he was murdered and like he doesn't know if he was lying he doesn't right. know like it's possible that. Knowing if this most versions of Thomas Wayne, he's one of the few legitimately good rich people. And he in suffers Gotham, for it, and like he wants to help mm-hmm. people, so he probably would have helped Edward. He probably would have helped them, but like any, but even though he couldn't because he died, he yeah. still blames Bruce. He blames Thomas. Yeah. He says he's lying in the movie, and he for some reason wants to still expose all this dirt about the Wayne family and. And the Arkham family as well. Right. And like it's it's very important to know that like he really doesn't care like what the intentions of the person was. Yeah. He wants he just hates Gotham and he hates how it's treated him. Yeah, and that's I mean that's a really good segue to what what I'm gonna talk about here with Ava Maria because you you have you have that set up as the Riddler score, like that's his music. But or so so what Ava Maria is is just the the songified version of the Hail Mary, like the the, the, the prayer, Catholic prayer, yeah. yeah, Hail Mary, full of grace, Lord is with thee, like give us grace. Basically, just like what what Catholics say for for penance for their sins, and you can see like that's that's the Riddler's whole goal goal is to see people pay for the things that they do, mm. um, and and bring some kind of weird perverted sense of justice towards them, even though it's it's horrible, like it's not actual justice, it's vengeance. Whenever or after it's you're you're introduced to the Riddler with the Ave Maria, it turns from a major chord to a minor chord, uh, which sets the tone for like show like shows you and everything we're talking about too. Like this, 
uh, it's it switches from from pure from happy to dark and and diminishing and and twisted and, and virile so uh like yeah, there's there's nothing that's truly redeemable about re- redeemable about this character. Yeah. Like, there's no really good that you see. It's interesting. He, he's uh, yeah, he's insane. And even even the the song that's supposed to be a a, a, Catholic, a Catholic worship song asking for penance, it's actually twisted into this horrible sense of of uh, vengeance and and sin. It's really cool. Yeah. Is there? A, I mean, I guess we kind of cleared that up pretty well. Mm-hmm. But I mean, like, I'm not. Is there something another point to talk about that you wanted to do, Randy? I don't. Not as far as plot points. Like, um, that was the only plot hole. Yeah. That that part, I was aware of. Part of but, me I mean, wants, now it. I don't think that it is. Part of me wants to discuss over like what like what comics and like how like what this took from them. But mm. I feel like that's kind of a little off topic. No, we got. Um, but I mean, like, we got about Randy. Do you need to go? I need to go. Yeah, I need. I need to head okay. out. Okay. But uh, Chandler, um, if you need to go, we'll. I'll give you. a... Ten minutes. I wish, I wish I wish I wish I could find my old paper. Uh, I mentioned it in the podcast, but I really did write a theological paper yeah. in Fruitland discussing how Batman is uh, is is an example of Christian theology versus um, versus uh, nihilism. Mm. So uh, if I ever find it, I'll, I'll give it to you to read, Chandler, so you can critique me. <laughs> but I will see you guys on the flip flop. Thanks All for right. having me on. Thanks for coming on, Randy, and we'll see you later. See ya. All right, Chandler. Uh, it's just me and you. Real quick, I want to ask you one thing. Real quick, what? What is your favorite Batman media ever? Uh, it's it's kind of a tie between the Arkham games and the animated series. Which Arkham game? And also, I which Arkham game? Which which episode? I, I want to say it's the animated series, but even then, I also want to say Batman Beyond, which is technically also the animated series, but they're technically separate. I, I separate them. I separate those. But the, the I know this, and it's a continuation. Okay, okay, but okay it's, it's, it's the Arkham series. Okay. It's 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 it's. I mean, I like Arkham Knight for it's you. It's my favorite due to gameplay. But Arkham City is the best one story wise. So I would say Arkham City and Asylum, and the animated series. All right. Um, you wanted to gush about how this is just like the comics, right? How it has some parallels it's, to the comics. It's it's based off of a few comics, probably more. I mean, I also mentioned. The first Joker comic, which is also there's there's a remaster version called The Man Who Laughs, and it's very good. But I don't know if that actually inspired the whole Riddler plot. But I know his plot was inspired by Earth One, which uh-huh. was because typically Earth One Volume Two, because the first one was actually about the Penguin. But the second one, and as we know, it's a more realistic Batman. And that comic, we see like we see him get injured a lot. We see him like we see him like buy gadgets that don't work at first, and then he has, and then he eventually finds Lucius Fox, and he gets him to help him. But we see him hunt down the Riddler, and the Riddler in that one is also kind of a terrorist. Except for instead of like he does go after the elite, but like he does it, but he also goes after random people, and it's implied that he is just kind of a nihilistic murderer. Yeah. And he plants bombs and he forces the people to answer a riddle. If they get it wrong, he blows them up. And Batman eventually confronts him in a subway where he plants a bomb on a subway train full of people. And he asks him a riddle and he's like, he's like, I'm, I'm in the shape of a bat and you can see me on the water, but I don't get wet and you can see, and, and it's usually in the light, what am I? And he's like a shadow. And he answered it correctly, but he still blows him up. And Batman realizes that he's just crazy. Yeah. He's insane. And I think that may have something to do with the whole plot line of yeah. this movie. And he also uses van bombs at the very end. And admittedly, 
the whole they don't even have to say it was van bombs in the movie i that was literally just added to reference the comic i know that had to have been but like because okay. we don't even really see them but in the actual comic they have more of a purpose yeah. and that comic goes over a few things it actually involves the maroni stuff a little bit but it's all different but you can clearly see they took a lot of inspiration from that and also long halloween because this involves a relationship between Batman and Catwoman, and Long Halloween is considered the best comic to read if you like Batman and Catwoman stories, because uh-huh. they kind of like, it shows their relationship build, it shows them kind of have one, and it also deals a lot with the Falcone family, and like, it deals with Batman's earlier years, and Jim Gordon, and him working with him, and Harvey Dent, and that's kind of similar to what we see with the whole Falcone, Falcone story here. Yeah. And, and it also is the comic that introduced Selena as being potentially a daughter of Falcone, which is canon in this one, but it's not canon in that one because it was revealed that it was fake. But there's also year one, but that's probably because it's an early Batman story. And we, we did, we, it never got released. We did a podcast on Batman year yeah, one. We did. Did we not? I rem- yeah, we that did. That felt more like a Jim Gordon story, didn't it, though? It was more of a Jim Gordon okay. story because Batman was kind of, he was very perfect in it he didn't really struggle a lot yeah but we see gordon mostly taking the narrative the narrative point of view and it deals a lot with that and that's obviously kind of the basic inspiration for this i wouldn't there is a batman year two but it's terrible and it has nothing to do with this <laughs> but anyways uh but i mean like those comics are clearly heavy inspirations for this okay. and i especially love the earth one inspiration i feel like they took a lot from that yeah because they also took the fact that Martha Wayne in this in this movie is an Arkham instead of in the comic she's a Kane because that's her maiden name and the Canes was another wealthy family. But in this one she's an Arkham, which means that she's related to the Arkham family that has something to do with Arkham Asylum. And in the comics, I don't think if this has anything to do with the actual owners of Arkham. Yeah. But and there's something about like her and her mental illness in the in Earth One is implied to be in her, her, hereditary. Hereditary. Yes. And a lot, and the comic kind of implies to Bruce that he might be a little insane, and that's why he's doing what he's doing because right. he's like he's gotten his mother's uh, illness. And another thing is that honestly, this movie, quite frankly, like took most of its stuff from Earth One because again, Thomas Wayne being a mayor candidate is also from Earth One, <laughs> yeah. and Alfred being this like, well, I don't know, Alfred he could have been, but I'm not really sure. But like, if I could talk about Earth One and talk about all these comics in a more full tone, I would, but. We don't have time for it, but I really just wanted to kind of go over that yeah. because I really, I want people to know the comics that inspired these. And a Absolutely. lot of people, a lot of people know year one in long cow wing, but I don't think a lot of people know earth one inspired this movie. And it's clearly one yeah. of the bigger inspirations I feel. Well, thank you for, thank you for sharing that Chandler and guys go buy, um, you can, I'm sure you can find it on comiXology or on your Kindle app or go find a paperback, go, go find you the Batman earth one. Sounds like a great comic. I want to check it out now and support you know support batman i don't think he needs our support but you know what he is a billionaire but every even a billionaire could use another dollar so uh chandler anything else you want to say about batman as a whole let me ask you this i just want to ask you a couple more questions just random batman facts what is your favorite batman animated series episode oh, no. or plot we need a whole nother, need another <laughs> it's per trance the dream and it's honestly Part of me kind of feels like part of me kind of doesn't really want it to be my favorite because it's it's one one of it's the it's a Mad Hatter episode and I don't uh-huh. really like Mad Hatter as a villain. I think he's okay. Uh-huh. I think it's weird that they did an Alice in Wonderland thing and I think if they ever made a movie about him, it could be really good. But like the whole movie, you're going to be getting Alice in Wonderland references and it's going to be really annoying to some people. But anyways, that episode's really good because it it really plays with you. It really it has a 
I think some people, it is usually a higher one on people's list, but it's not the best one. There yeah. is, I think most people put Robin's Reckoning, which is kind of an origin story for Robin. Okay. But it, it's really good. I kind of want to spoil it, but I don't, I don't really want to get into it too much, but like we'll, we'll it, save it um, for it, another it, podcast. It, it, it like, it has a really good plot twist. I feel like at the end, because it, you kind of don't expect Robin's it. Reckoning or the dream. Look, I mean the dream, per chance the dream because I kind of feel like I mean is it called I, per chance the dream per yeah okay I thought you were just saying like per chance I think the dream is yeah but like I mean like it kind of I mean I guess you would expect a plot twist but I really kind of like how it it dwells more into Batman's psyche and what yeah. he really wants for Gotham what he really wants for himself and I think it does a really good job of kind of exploring that and that's for some reason I saw that episode when I was much younger. And it's been kind of probably my favorite right. for a long time. All right. Uh, second question. Favorite arc. Uh, you already said favorite Arkham game is Arkham City. Uh, so what's your favorite Batman Beyond episode? Batman Beyond. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, I think. Just what's like one you'd recommend people to watch? Oh, it's the Mr. Freeze one. I can't remember what it's called, but it's the one where Mr. Freeze comes back and it's really good and okay. emotional. And it, and it, it has a really, it gives closure to the Mr. Freeze arc, which we kind of like the animated series kind of left that on a weird note yeah. with the fourth season. And then that last movie, but like we, I really like what they did with it and they uh-huh. really showed freezes as a character who's progressed. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's, it's got a really like emotional ending. Ooh. And I kind of think, yeah. I think a lot of people would like that if they love Mr. Freeze as a character. Okay. Uh, next question. I'm just going to go through all these favorite. Uh, oh my gosh. I had it. Favorite Batman animated movie? Movie? Yeah. Uh, it's probably, I guess it's The Dark Knight Returns. The Dark Knight Part 1 or Part 2? Both. Both? Okay. I mean, they're that's technically fine. the you, same you can, you, can, you can count that. I mean, like... I thought you might say Mask of the Phantasm because really, I've heard that's the perfect Batman I, I read movie. the comic and a lot of people actually say the movie's better and I agree. I think the movie does some things better because there's a lot of weird things in the uh-huh. comic. But in the movie, I kind of think that they, they melded it better. Yeah. In a shorter time. So, and I really like what they did with the story arcs of Joker yeah. and Batman in that movie. What's the worst Batman animated movie? I think I know what this is. It's got to be the killing joke, right? Yes. Cause that I was going to say Batman death, like not death of the Batman family. versus Dracula, Batman, the hush one, because a lot of people actually hate the hush comic now, but the plot twist on that I was did watch that one. Have you seen the long Halloween's part one and part two? No, I haven't seen that. They're on HBO Are max. Consider good. Either. I don't know. I thought, I've heard they're good. I, I don't wanted know, to see that. They're they didn't HBO. have Kevin Conroy, so I didn't really want to watch it. Oh, they're on HBO Max. But, I need to watch them. but the Killing Joke one is the worst one okay. because it, it generally just like it disturbs the story too yeah, much. It's, it's just so much weird. So it, it pads so much and it just ruins some stuff for me. All right. Uh, let me see. Favorite Batman comic storyline. Well, I never read full storyline. I kind of. Yeah, you don't have to tell. Like, you don't have to read them, but like, I would. The one you are, know I mean. In terms of like what was canon, probably Death of the Family, because I kind of like the. And that is where uh, re- uh, uh, that's where Robin dies, right? No, that's Death in the Family. Death of the Family is where Joker like terrorizes all the bad family members. It was oh, I mean, there's some good bad parts in it, but I really like it. Uh-huh. The only thing I don't like is that it's the new Fifty Two, so everyone looks super young. Okay, but that's the one where Joker's face is cut off. How do you feel about the Batman animated series? The one that came out like 2004 with it, WB Kids. The Batman? Yeah. The, the I think it's Batman. good. It's not as good as the animated series, but it's probably it's it's probably the best Batman other than the animated series in terms of most of them. Uh-huh. I don't really... I like that they... It's clearly supposed to be a younger Batman, yep. and I kind of like it. And I, do, I like the dynamic with Robin, but I do feel that it doesn't... 
it's not as serious as the animated series could be, and that kind of hurts my love for it because I really prefer a more serious Batman. Yeah. But I understand that it did its job. It appealed to kids, and it had a, a, a decent amount of good plot lines, and it did a decent job with emotional characters. I like what they did with Clayface very yep, much. I do like Clayface. And I probably the biggest thing I dislike about it is the Joker's design, but that's really really. Cool. I thought I thought it was interesting. I, I just don't like it. Yeah, they made, <laughs> they did definitely make it more kid friendly. All right, uh, a couple more questions. I'll let you go. Uh, favorite member of the Bat family, and if it's Batman, then you have to say it is Batman. But this is the other one. It's Batman, but. Is I, it Red Hood? Is the Red Hood your second favorite? It used to be Red Hood, but honestly, it's probably Nightwing. I Nightwing. prefer Dick Grayson. He's the yeah. he's one of the more funnier, relatable yeah. characters. And he's basically he's this is basically canon, and this is canon to Batman. He's basically Batman's perfect son. Okay. Because yeah. he is the one like Batman has admitted that he's the one he didn't screw up. Like he's the only one that's not problematic because I don't know what's wrong with Tim Drake. I was, I was like, what's wrong with yeah, Tim I Drake? I don't know what's wrong with him, <laughs> but like Jason died. Damien is, was raised by Talia and, 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 and like, then there's like the bad girls and they're different, yeah. but like he's like, he's the most proud of, of Grayson. Okay. And he feels like that he was, he's, he's basically Batman, but without all the emotional trauma, he doesn't yeah. have all the, his the obsessive. I mean, his family's dead, but he actually <laughs> coped with it. And that's, that's the thing. That's Dick fair. Grayson is basically, he is what most parents want their children to be. They want them to be better than them. And that's what Dick Grayson mm, is. That's beautiful. And that's pretty much what it is. All right. You want to do some rapid fire, like answer real quickly questions? I can try. Okay. Uh, <laughs> have you seen the Teen Titan? Have you seen the Titan show? The the original? The No. No. Not, not, not Teen the Titans. One. The Titans. The, I've seen some of it with okay. Jason. All right. Uh, do you think, is it any good? I don't know. It doesn't okay. work. Uh, Teen Titans. Have you seen Teen Titans? The original animated, yeah. animated show. Yes. Uh, which is the best Teen Titan? The original. Okay. Uh, what? <laughs> who's the best Teen Titan? What? Who's the best Teen Titan? Cyborg. Okay. I always liked him for some reason. Wait. wait hold on. Hold on. Stop the rapid fire because I, I I'm not even good at these questions. You like Cyborg more than Robin? Or Beast Boy? I, when I was growing up, I always felt I didn't really associate Robin in that movie that much with Batman, and I I just wanted to see Batman. So seeing Robin kind of irritated me, and I kind of for some reason I thought Cyborg was funnier. God, I thought Robin was so cool. He's actually probably my. I, probably I like, like him, him more, more now, Batman. but like I I I'm a, every time I see him, I'm just like I wish because like I, I'm I crave fan service, and I know it's not good. I just wanted Batman to be in that show sometimes when I saw him, and I don't know. No, why. I, I and that was kind of my problem. Who's your favorite Batman villain? Uh, Joker. Who's your least favorite Batman villain? Least favorite. Yeah. Well, well, even the lame ones are kind of funny. I guess Just ten seconds. I, I guess Hush. Hush. Okay. Who Who is the best Batman in your opinion? It's Kevin Conroy. Who's the best actor as Batman? Not, Kevin Conroy. Not just voice actor. I can't really answer that because I, I like all of them in their own way, their own different. I really okay. like, I guess Christian Bale would be the closest right now, but I do really Who's, like Robert okay. Pattinson. Who's the worst Batman? I, arguably, it's George Clooney. <laughs> okay. Uh, what's the worst Batman movie? Batman and Robin. Okay. I mean, that's it's got its With own With the merit. bat nipples? Yes. In the bat credit card? The I bat was almost going to say Michael Keaton, and then I was like, no way. I mean, no! I, do, I really do like him, but we'll like, hurt. arguably between the others, he's kind of, he's the least decent, accurate Batman. Who should be the next villain in the next The Batman sequel? I mean, that's kind of hard to say, but... Our, uh, I I heard that they were going to do him before Riddler, but Six I really, I would really like to see Firefly. Firefly. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Chandler, for coming on here. We got thirty minutes of content with the Batman. Chandler. Thank you so much. And we'll have you on well, again. Well, thank you too. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> you know what? <laughs>
Thank you too, Chandler. Thank you, Chandler. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for gushing my Batman. Here's a round of applause for you. And uh, we will be back next week, hopefully, with some more Feast of Film for you guys. If you guys like this bonus content, I had a lot of fun doing it. So uh, we hopefully will have some more of that for you. But until then, we'll see you later. And uh, I am the night. Bye. <laughs>